<laughs> like, took me a hot second to remember where all the buttons were and like, you know, but it's been really fun because it's such a creative thing for me and I really do love it. Well, and, and I, 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 I think I you really picking up this other project too with the video editing has kind of like we were talking about in our episode about, um, you know, creativity is I think it kind of broke that barrier for you again because yes. you had to do it for someone else. It's very yes. hard to show up for ourselves. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by a nutritional therapist, Cassie Knavel, and professional esthetician and makeup artist, Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Rebel Heart Radio. We have a glorious listener Q&A episode today, so just hang tight. We're going to be answering all of your apparently burning questions. Um, (laughs) But before we dig into that, let's get into our five-star review of the week. And this week, our review is from PDX Jess, which I know is my girl, Jess. She's one of my friends. Um, (laughs) Nice. Clearly from PDX, <laughs> so even more <laughs> loved, our Pacific Northwest girls, um, yeah. Jess Kuzer. And um, her review says, all of the topics. <laughs> Love oh, listening yeah. to these two ladies. I started listening to hear specifically about gut health issues, but I'm hooked. They talk about so many things, health, beauty, food, exercise, money, etc. So worth giving a listen. And Jess, thank you for taking the time to review the podcast. We so yeah. appreciate you, girl. Um, and if you guys haven't left us a review, we know there's plenty of you out there who haven't based on our listenership the and the number of reviews. <laughs> so we would um, really appreciate if you guys would go leave us an honest review um, in the podcast app. Um, you can also leave us a review in Spotify. And we would love, 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 love to see those and share them here on the podcast. We appreciate your time for doing so. And it really helps us get this information out there to help more people, which is what we are both all about. So Jess, thank you for your review and uh, let's get into some questions. So we are going to skip updates today because this whole episode is basically several versions of updating you. Several (laughs) updates. Especially the first question. So, um, and I'm excited to ask you this question, girl. Uh, Our first listener question um, is from Beth and it is, we need a project update on both of you. How is business, life, beauty counter, all the things? Um, this is our friend, but she knows we do all the things. And so <laughs> the she things. wanted, she wanted to hear about where other projects are, um, other passions, things like that. So Jen, tell us about all your many projects. <laughs> I think um, this is why Cassie is excited to talk to me. I about know. This, Cause you cause... do eight gajillion things. Yeah. And this is like story of my life. I feel like it's just kind of happens to me, but I feel like those are some of the 
best things that happen to me is just like recognizing an opportunity and running with it and see what happens. So all the projects. <laughs> so, so since the beginning of summer, I've really taken on a lot of things that I didn't expect to take on. And it was kind of my obligerness, like wanting to lean into like helping. That's my tunis. Like there's just, I, I said no, like many times to several of these things and eventually decided to go with it. So, so I am doing a video editing project right now that is going to be ongoing for the next foreseeable future. So I'm doing a series of social media videos for a company called Belco Forest Products. And this is a forest products company up in Shelton, Washington, that is revamping their marketing efforts and really like leaning into social media and rebuilding website they had a logo relaunch like there's just a lot going on with it and um I said no like I said no 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 because like that I that wasn't even my in my periphery like making videos for other people like that just no and it was kind of born out of a necessity of like look I know you can do this (laughs) I know that you're really good at this and you're capable of doing this and I don't have the time to look for somebody else can you please just just do a few videos and I was like uh, no and I said no seriously through the whole month of June (laughs) by the end of June I was like you know this is what I would charge for it and this is what I know I'm worth right now and if that's in your budget then let's talk more and so now it's turned into this ongoing relationship that I'm pumping out videos for him (laughs) on the regular and so that's been Honestly, I think a lot of the reason why I've had this conversation of um, being in a creative desert is I was kind of thrust back into that universe of creativity again. Uh, And I don't know if I would have visited that sooner had I not had somebody paying me to be creative. Like there's something vastly different about feeling obligated through payment than a personal endeavor. You know what I mean? So it's hugely different for me. Hello, obliger. Yes, 100%. And that's how it was for me too. And I was kind of thrust back into that. And it's been really fun. I've done, I've done several, I've driven up there several times since June. So yeah, twice now and done um, like day long filming adventures to get the footage that I need. I've worked with their videographer. Um, there was uh, a company and a production company in Texas that hired a videographer to come out and take footage because they they did a, a spotlight on Fox Business News Network on Belco Forest Products. And I get the footage. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's like 4K footage of like stuff that like quality of video that I don't get to get my hands on very often. So I'm excited to get that soon. So I'll be able to like wade through that in the next little bit. And I think that it's been a a really beautiful thing for me to bring that income into my family, like to my family, make this new workflow around creativity and love it. And also like be proud of the things that I'm putting out there professionally. But man, if you would have asked me six months ago or told me six months ago that I was going to do that now, I would have been like, no, like that video production for a forest product company. Yeah. Like that felt so divergent from what I was trying to accomplish and what I wanted to do. Um, But I'm really glad that I did it because it's really just like opened me back up again. 
Um, I am also taking on podcast editing projects for other people. (laughs) And crushing it, mind you. Uh, Thank you. That's been a a really fun journey for me, too. And I, if you just said that six months ago, would have been like, ha, that's funny. Like, I just that just wasn't anywhere in my periphery of like doing that for other people but it it took other people listening to our podcast and loving the quality and the sound of ours to be like would you consider doing this <laughs> like for how so, small of a listenership that we have in just this place of you know i mean we're we're more than a year in but mm-hmm. we're it still feels like we're kind of just getting started with this thing you guys we're mm-hmm. in it for the long haul <laughs> like we're, oh yeah we're not going anywhere you're stuck um, with us <laughs> you're stuck with us if you want to be um turns out listening is optional uh but (laughs) i like it's so neat that the most compliments that i hear about the podcast other than they love how like real and authentic that we are in the podcast is the audio quality and i think (laughs) we're all just so used to you know coming from this place where we're all trying to tell everybody hey go ugly early but for both Jen and I, audio quality is not an ugly we're willing to assume. <laughs> like, yeah, we and we even were if very we clear. weren't we weren't able to afford great mics or things, and we even don't have like the most amazing. Mic- we can link our podcast equipment for you in the show notes if you guys are curious about starting a podcast. And I think we have yeah. in the past too. Um, but we got studio mics instead of doing podcast mics because we knew we could finagle it to actually work out more in our favor than something that's picking up all the audio of everything around us. Um, And so there's kind of a balance there. But anyways, I love that that's one of the compliments we get because I just get to be like, oh, that's all Jen. (laughs) (laughs) You were the one who said these are the mics we're buying. You were the one who said this is the way we're going to edit it. And I was like, so much research. I didn't know what I was doing. I can write. I I don't know. I was like. Okay, it's, it's a I'm good it's a good partnership. But you do yeah. you do such a great job with just Thank media you. in general, audio, visual, like video quality, and even when you stepped into your, um, your like beauty blogging, beauty vlogging space, your mm-hmm. video quality was insane from the beginning. As soon as you got your equipment, you're like, I'm not messing around. Like I'm not doing that. You don't do things thing. halfway, and I think that's why. <laughs> You know, people come to the table for all these really interesting business ventures for you. Yeah. Because you are a multi-talented, multi-passionate person, but also like the the media, audio, visual, all that kind of stuff is so important to you that you you know what it needs and you know how to how to change that. So I think it's so cool. So well, tell it's been a really it's been a good journey for me to like I think so. It has been. Yeah. And it made me really nervous at first because that's been while my journey with learning about my Enneagram type as a two um, about boundaries and Mm. not obliging to everyone on the planet that asks things of me. And I think that's why I said no so many times to the video thing, because it felt so divergent because I hadn't I haven't focused on video in probably a solid two years. Like I, I haven't been like I really put my YouTube down I haven't done a whole lot of video editing like when I got back into video editing I had to be like whoa this is like a muscle I haven't like flexed in quite some time (laughs) like took me a hot second to remember where all the buttons were and like you know but it's been really fun because it's such a creative thing for me and mm-hmm. I really do love it. Well, and, and I, 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 I think you really picking up this other project too with the video editing has kind of like we were talking about in our episode about, um, you know, creativity is I think it kind of broke that barrier for you again because yes. you had to do it for someone else. 
It's very yes. hard to show up for ourselves. Yeah, and there was a little bit less decision fatigue in that yeah. because I demanded a certain amount of things. If it was like, hey, if we're going to partnership in this project, I need to know this is, I need like video subjects. Yeah. And then I need like a quick, like three bullet breakdown that I can create visuals around because ultimately it's not my subject matter. It's my client's subject matter. Right. And so that's what made it kind of beautiful for me is realizing that that creative decision fatigue was a big part and it's like well why is that you know I it, it created a lot of questions of like well why is that why does that fatigue me why does that make me tired like you know and it, it's brought me on a great personal journey that bleeds into the, my person like my business life and you know you probably heard us break down the the brave fear retreat it it's also that like I breaking down my personal barriers is bleeding into my business life in the best way mm-hmm. and so a lot of what projects I'm doing right now have a lot to do with growing myself so that way I can accomplish the things that I want to accomplish in my in my business and and ultimately in Beauty Counter because I mean my my big project with Beauty Counter is like I want to build a team with Beauty Counter. I've wanted that from the beginning. Cassie's heard me say this over and over and over again. I think I've rebuilt my team. I'm, I'm on my fourth time of rebuilding <laughs> my team. This business is not easy. I'm just going to tell you guys that. It's simple. It's, it's simple, but it's not. You got to show up. You just do. Yeah. And not everybody's yep. ready to do that when they sign up. And that's no. kind of the experience that you've had. And, and I've had to really like decide why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I would have walked away a long time ago. Like, absolutely why are you doing I, this yeah and well and it's multifaceted for me I'm doing it because multiple things <laughs> I'm like so I'm like okay okay this is a good exercise for me like I, I'm doing beauty counter because I believe in the mission wholeheartedly I love what the company's doing I believe in the company I believe in the CEO I believe in the people at HQ I'm constantly impressed by what they're doing and they're putting out into the world and I'm not talking about beautiful products. I mean, that is like, yes, like if, if they were doing all these efforts and the products weren't wonderful, I'd be like, you're wonderful, but I'm not going to talk about you. But the fact that they're high performance, beautiful branding, and they care about their sustainability efforts and they're constantly putting their money where their mouth is in their company. I am a beauty counter lifer. That's what that, that Amen, that's what that's me, you know, <laughs> and just the fact that I can build a team around other people that feel the same way and that want to put those things in this universe and vote with the dollar. Like, yes, I want to build a beauty yeah, team, but holy Moses, has it been a, like a crazy, like personal building thing <laughs> to realize that I have a ton of blocks there in putting that out into the universe it feels scary and personal and uh, kind of selfish in a way to mm-hmm. want to build a beauty counter team. And I've had to work through that so, so very much. It's so I mean, there's nothing selfish about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, and, and, and there's not. But for whatever reason. But I it's hard to get past that. Of, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think part of like, actually my huge why of doing beauty counter is I see the financial opportunity there that it doesn't exist in very many other ways and what that can do for my family gets me pumped it gets me really excited amen sister so many i'm just like praise handsing over here 
I know she's like, yes. But I think that's why I struggle with separating um, feeling selfish and wanting to be building my beauty counter business. But Mm. the thing is, is when it comes down to it, when somebody signs up to do beauty counter, it's for a personal reason. And I'm just there to help them through that process, through that guidance. And so ultimately my beauty counter is in a beautiful place where I have really consistent customers that really buy for me often. I'm very fortunate that I found people that are looking for these products that are looking for non-toxic lifestyle that are looking for better performance. That's where I thrive. But now I want to find the people to be on my team. Like who wants to like, who wants to do this mission? Like, right. Let's just unapologetically talk about this for a second. Um, you're never going to hear us apologize for talking about beauty counter in this podcast. It's not our reason Mm -hmm. for doing this podcast. It is Mm -hmm. a huge part of both of our lives. It is the reason why we came together in general to be in community and be friends. It's how we found each other kind of again in our lives. We went to high school together, um, but weren't, weren't friends in high school, which, you know, kind I'm kind of glad for because everything has changed so much. I think you know, entering into this business, neither one of us make these kind of public moves lightly. I don't know. I don't make this lightly. I'm so passionate about the work that we're doing in sustainability in providing clean beauty in broadening this voice and definition that we have of beauty in, you know, and, and finding the type of a business where you can, you know, show up the way that you want to for your family, that you want to for yourself and for the other people in your life who you're doing business with, whether they're your, your clients, your, or your, your team. And, you know, I've been fortunate enough to grow a pretty darn big team and yeah, you have, I, well, it's not something I've been able to do alone. You cannot do this alone. We need community to push this mission forward, to push each other, to really be able to show up in this space. And, you know, for me having a team, it motivates me to show up in a big way for everybody and including on this podcast. And, you know, I will say like, if you've been thinking about joining Beauty Counter, please reach out to us. Um, We would love to have you on our team and uh, just in being absolutely fully transparent and direct, like Genevieve is on my beauty counter team. If you sign up for Genevieve's team, you get both of us. Let's go. You love, the, duo. you love this podcast. You want to do it with us? The, absolutely. We would absolutely love to work with you. And I think, you know, one of the misnomers about joining this, this mission and this, this business is that you have to either go all the way to be able to do it. And, you know, I, I want you to take it seriously. I want you to get excited about it, but also you know, we've got people on our team who are doing this anywhere from literally 15 to 20 minutes a week to 20 hours a week. It just depends on showing up in in a way that works for you. And all you have to do is care about what we're doing. That's all you have to do. There are no qualifications other than caring about either the fact that you just love beautiful products or that you love our mission or both. And I, I'm just never going to be quiet about it. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. No. Not, no, sorry, sorry. not sorry. So no, anyways, I, I just to like plug that piece and I, yeah. I think it's really important for me to also say that there are a lot of the things that I'm af- afraid the wrong word. Hesitant? Sure. I guess that's a form of fear. Is the real, real of how important it is for you to, when you are considering this opportunity, that 
team matters oh the team you're on matters a lot you guys so very very much <laughs> i can resonate, i can sell you all day if you want I, someone who has blogging experience audio visual <laughs> technical experience um Hi. <laughs> massive amounts of community and encouragement and it's yeah i mean it does it really matters the team that you're on i've had but it also matters like who uh, are they in it for the long haul are they plugged into what's happening in the beat of the community and the things that, that are available and yep. are they giving you the information that you need because i can't tell you how many times cassie and i have each individually had this conversation with other people that have done direct sales in some regard and they were like it was just a really bad experience and as we dive into it deeper it's not that the the company was a bad experience it's that, it's that their their team was a bad experience mm, yeah the so team if you culture. resonate with a human being on the way they put themselves out into the world and how they consistently show up and all these things that's a really good sign that they're somebody that you should be on their team mm. amen sister and i don't and, and the thing is is i'm really bad about being like self-promoting and being like I'll promote I, would the, be a great I will promote mentor. the shit out of you <laughs> yeah, and cassie's like i'm gonna step into that space but i need to see it too like yeah i the idea of Wanting to build a beauty counter team has a lot to do with wanting to lean into that two-ness of mine mm. and like build people up in a way that really impacts their life. Like I want that. Do you know how many moments where publicly. you're like the most encouraging person in my life? And I'm like, can I just join Genevieve's beauty counter team? <laughs> <laughs> will you be my mentor? <laughs> can you be my mentor? But you're mine. That doesn't, no. Well, and I will you say like one, I think one of my... One of the biggest challenges I thought was going to happen when I joined Beauty Counter was doing business with friends. I thought it was going to be really, really hard. And you know what? Sometimes it is. It depends on the person. Sometimes it is hard. But in general, you're someone who makes it so easy. I mean, you mentor me. I mentor you. We go back and forth. <laughs> We're really peers. Um, yeah. But you don't, you don't make it hard for me to, you know have those moments where I'm giving you a push or unsolicited advice, which we all know is my, <laughs> this like, is why I have a it. podcast. All my advice is solicited because I solicited it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> kind of kidding. But yeah, I think, not kidding. yeah, you know, just to sum it up, you guys, I don't want to spend the whole podcast talking about this, but it's just something that's been on my heart for a while that I haven't agreed. said publicly. So welcome get to it, podcast. girl. <laughs> if you want to jump in, let's do this thing. At least have a good quality conversation. So we will yeah. um, provide a little link for you guys so you can click that and just get the info you need. Yeah. Um, and, re and reach out if you want to like have a conversation about ahead of time that does not obligate you to do anything. No, there's so never, reach out. never any obligation or pressure. Um, but I, I want to hear about your projects. Well, I was going to ask you like what's next for Jenny B Beauty? Like what's next in <gasps> that world? So <laughs> this was actually another big part of the Brave Fear Retreat was um, some of y'all will appreciate this, but we've decided that I am Disneyland. <laughs> and that sounds very fantastical, but let me explain. So, <laughs> so I think it makes our friendship all <laughs> like even more unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this makes branding sense. Just give me a second. Bear with me. So I'm Jenny B. So I'm Disneyland. And I have all these lands that don't seemingly don't make sense that go together. Like in Disneyland, you have Frontierland and then you have Tomorrowland and then you have, what is it? New Orleans Square. And like, like, like all these things that center around that spokes wheel, the very center of Disneyland. And they all don't make a whole lot of sense together. 
and I'm I'm really good at each thing. I'm really good at podcast setting and I'm really good at developing podcasts for other people and I'm really good at helping people find their own sound. Like that's what I'm something I'm starting to do mm-hmm. on the side for people as they're like, I really need help with this. I'm like, you know, I'd like to develop this service. So let's talk. And I've been doing that more and more. I'm pretty good at it. Like podcasting's fantastic. And then on the video editing side, I'm also really good at visuals. They have nothing in common except for sound, <laughs> but you know, whatever. There's there there are bridges in between lands. And you know, and then I'm oh, really good at helping there. somebody look good. Yeah. So we're really I'm really great at styling somebody. That was I mean, you guys are hearing all the real real. Like, I don't I don't know what I'm doing quite yet, but this is I'm Disneyland. Okay. So, and then, and then on the other spectrum, I've got the skin consultations that are also another part of looking good, but they don't really relate to hairstyling and makeup and clothing and all these things. And so I'm Disneyland. (laughs) I don't know what that looks like right now, but I'm, I'm right in the middle of just trying to like wade through it and figure it out. Um, in the meantime, you can go to JennyBeauty.com and you can schedule a skin consultation with me. And that's how you can interact with me right now. Mm, this is perfect because this was a question that we got how do i schedule a skin consultation with jen so why don't you just go in and tell us yeah i mean just yeah head to jennybeauty.com and fill out the skin consultation form and all it does is just give me a general idea and alerts me to like send you a quote quotation email so you'll get an email from me on like pricing and what to expect and how to schedule and things like that so if you're interested go check that out and then you'll get a one-on-one chit chat with me all about skin and get so. your consults in by the end of november because homegirl's price is going up in december yes yes i'm gonna this say has been it right now because i'm gonna make you do it <laughs> yes no this has been a long time no i'm glad you brought it up because it's something i want to talk about i just it, i forget to talk about it so this is important my pricing is going to go up significantly in december so if y'all are interested in getting in on like what was it like floor pricing yeah well and i mean you've seriously discounted the initial kind of chunk of these so i think for a little too long (laughs) yep yep but that's okay that's the nature of a two (laughs) yeah it's been fantastic it's been i have learned so much about how to like flow this project and how to make sure i give the space and the time necessary for each person and making sure like I did not have a skin consultation form and it was a slow painful process to get a consultation for each person so I feel like I'm like figuring out the flow on how Mm -hmm. to like talk to a lot of people because that's what's starting to happen now is I'm talking to a lot of people throughout the week and I have a flow now so those are that's like the business beauty counter update I'm not even going to get into life because holy cow that would take forever so Let's well, we're already with- over 25 minutes in. <laughs> like I said, it's a long, it's a long update. So tell me about your projects. Well, first of all, if you hear dog noises in the background, <laughs> my dog is having a moment because there was another Which- sweet pup outside and she really wants to be a part of that. But I, I don't know this <laughs> other dog at our house right now. And so I can't trust her out there by herself. Understandable understandable so she's having some moments in the background and like I'm whining and I don't, drooling i don't even know paisley, <laughs> paisley. i'm seeing a lot of pointing fingers in the video I'm like, snap if you're snapping it's me snapping at her we're just gonna be so real right now um and the, and giant like whining yawns she does this like thing where she's trying oh she's like showing her protest but she's also yawning it's very i funny. was like 
this has never happened in our recording time. I know. She's normally like just over there sawing logs and I have to throw something at her because she's (laughs) snoring so loud. (laughs) (laughs) I always feel terrible. I'm like, oh, I have to throw something at you because you're too far away for me to kick. I should put her closer to me, but I'm afraid all the snoring will come through. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, dog moments. Hashtag dog mom. Um, uh, things are going well. I'm kind of picking things up with my other passion projects as far as like food blogging and getting the website going and stuff like that. By the time this episode airs, I'll have kind of a few of my OG recipes that were on my website before kind of back up. Um, I won't have time to do a lot of new ones, but they're all kind of seasonal to fall anyway, which is exciting. Um, and I just made one of them the other day, actually it's a spiced rosemary old fashioned, and um, I made it for Heather's baby shower. And for those of us who were not pregnant, got to consume that. And it was delicious. <laughs> um, and anyways, so I'll have some extra recipes um, on, or some actual recipes on the blog in a couple of weeks for you guys. Um, so I'm giving myself a hard <laughs> deadline right now saying this out loud, which is always good for me. So I actually just kind of resurrected my Facebook group and you guys mm. can um, search for it. It's an, it's called Swaptober. I'm going to continue to actually change the group name because it'll be a different kind of subject for each of the pop-ups that I'm doing in there. But I'm kind of treating it, letting go of the expectation of having a Facebook group where I'm just always there yeah. versus having it be a space where I can pop in during kind of more of a seasonal perspective yeah and so I've got an event in there called Swaptober it's a clean swap pop-up is what I'm calling it and um, we're definitely gonna be talking about beauty counter in there but most of the focus is actually just on educating on non-toxic living in general so the first week we have dedicated toward home and food products like kitchen and home and then the the second week is personal care products third week is household cleaning products and the fourth week is um, kids and baby products. And I know I'm gonna get real fiery during that week because, <laughs> mm-hmm. whoa, I get real mad. Um, mm-hmm. but this week we're talking about some really big stuff, like uh, toxins in our mattresses and our upholstered furniture, which actually, Ugh. I mean, it's a hard thing to talk about. And I, I think it's something everyone needs to know about, but it's a big one because that's a big thing to replace. And can you imagine finding out maybe you just bought a new couch? Maybe you Mm -hmm. just bought a new bed and you don't even know this information, like dealing with what you're faced with after that. The truth Mm -hmm. is hard to swallow in these industries. And I am all about really shedding light in that space. And so that's what this group has been about this month that I've kind of resurrected. And there's a giveaway every single day which is a blast and some are small and some are a little bit bigger, but (laughs) if you guys have it every day, every day there's a giveaway and it's just for participation. You don't have to buy anything. There's no nothing. Um, I mean, you absolutely Mm. always can buy beauty counter if you want to, but you don't have to buy anything. It's literally just for participation and really getting into community. Yeah. So, um, that's been really great. I've been loving that. So kind of, again, you know, resurrecting more of like the educational side of my business and then, um, actually doing some more teaching and person out here so I've got a couple of classes at natural grocery scheduled and I'll make sure to share those you get with you guys um in the show I notes didn't know that yeah <laughs> I love teaching at natural grocers it's a blast but it's not um something I've been able to make time for as much yeah um but they're a, it's a grocery chain that I absolutely can get behind their mission and what they stand for and it's a way for me to get out there in the community and teach and educate um and kind of give back a little bit so yeah 
That's that's, that's a, lovely. Yeah, it's a happy place for me. Yeah. So, yeah, and then, I mean, Beauty Counter is going great. We're getting into our, our busy season and mm. holiday, 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 and it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. This is the time of My year favorite. where Beauty Counter is so much fun and it's just yeah. so simple. The business is relatively simple. Again, not easy, but simple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so this is just the part of the year where everything is like sparkly and glittery and beautiful and fun and so people fun. are gifting stuff to each other and you know we'll have an episode coming up with kind of our our um, holiday shopping lists for you guys and what we're buying for our friends and family and share that with you guys and of course we'll share our beauty counter favorites and that um, as well but actually we have a question it's a perfect segue <laughs> about um, about beauty counter holiday and it was essentially if you had to pick one beauty counter holiday set what oh. would you pick and I was like oh that's rude Oh, I don't want to pick one? just one. Can I pick one in each category? <laughs> no, no, dear. You got to pick one. So let's go ahead and answer oh. that question real fast. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even prepare for that one. Uh, do, you if, me, uh, do you want me to answer first? Yes. Dude, the glow getters treat. Oh, that would mm-hmm. be my favorite. It. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the funny. There's nothing new in it. That's the best part. It's all. It's just stuff that you get just for a really, a really good price. So it's um, I think it's. Uh, is it $69? Is it? No, no, no. It's $89. Yeah. yeah it's a little more. <laughs> it's $89. <laughs> but you get a full-sized peel, um, overnight resurfacing peel, which is my holy grail product, if that's a thing mm-hmm. for my non-beauty bloggerness. Holy grail product, overnight resurfacing peel. It has saved my skin. Um, it helps as a chemical exfoliant. If you guys listen to this podcast, you know how much we both love it. Um, (laughs) it's gentle enough. It does all the things for you. And then there's the instant glow illuminating cream, which is countermatch moisturizer plus some pearlescent and then the rose glow highlighter. So I just, I mean, those are all things that I like ride or die use all the time. And so Mm -hmm. I am just like, yeah, give me a discount, dude. That sounds great. So the set is 89, but the overnight peel itself is $63 and it's a full size in that set. So you're getting everything else that's in there for like $26 and like both of those are like $40 products too. So, oh yeah, it's, you're getting more than one product for free. You're getting like one and a half products for free in this set. So get it done. I know. Did you come up with an answer? This was this is such a hard one for me. That's why I was like, can I pick one in each category? Because I'm like, oh gosh, because we have we have makeup, we have body, we have skincare. Like, there's just just pick one. Ugh. But like, one of my on favorite things about Beauty Counter Holiday is that I it's I I'm very I like side eye all the ingredients that list that say fragrance in it, mm. um, because even if they tout like natural or organic of or in origin. Why aren't you listing it out? Tell me what's in the freaking fragrance. Yep. Like it, it's so frustrating to me that we can't just have transparency when it's asked for. Yes. And I think that's a bunch of BS. So it's been really challenging me, challenging me in my buying purchases, like hair, makeup, anything that goes on my body, in my body, around my body, smelling, all the things. 
I, I just want to know what's there and be able to make that decision for myself. So I, I really haven't really made fun purchases. I mean, there's been many times where I thought, ooh, I'm going to get that eyeshadow palette because it just looks so fun. And I really live by the 80-20 rule, you know, <laughs> 80% clean, non-toxic, best I can, 20%. Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. So I was like, maybe this will be part of my 20%. And when I look at the ingredients list, I just can't do it. I just can't. And I'm like, you, why you doesn't eyeshadow have to smell like strawberry? <laughs> you know too much. Yes, I do. Why is there a fragrance in makeup? It makes me so mad. I'm like, what are I'm you like, trying honestly. to cover up? That's the question. I know. Well, and if you want it to smell nice, then fine. List it. Okay. So for those of you who are maybe new to the podcast or new to hi. clean beauty, <laughs> hi, welcome. Um, <laughs> fragrance is a pro- is a ingredient that you can get in on a lot of loopholes within the personal care product industry. So the word fragrance, you don't have to disclose any of the ingredients. And that also includes natural fragrance and natural flavoring. And you do not have to disclose any of the ingredients if they're under that word. And about 4,000 chemicals can be concealed within that word. And, you know, we all know not all chemicals are bad. Chemical is just a physical structure. Um, But uh, companies hide a lot of garbage in the word fragrance. There's usually phthalates, parabens, PEGs, um, lots of ingredients that are linked to cancer, that are um, hormone disruptors, all sorts of things. And so as a general rule of thumb, um, these girls avoid anything that says fragrance or natural fragrance on it, unless those ingredients are completely broken down and we know all of the constituents. So before Jen gets into this for holiday stuff with Beauty Counter, (laughs) we have like they've expanded their offerings in terms of um, of like flavors and scents within some of these holiday products which was so fun so so fun and all of the constituents are individually listed beauty counter will never say natural fragrance even if it is natural fragrance they're going to list everything that's in it so and i love that that means so much to me because uh hair products are really hard for me to find like I've had a really really hard time I have people asking me all the time what do I use in my shower what do I use in my styling products and they're like well but that has fragrance and I'm like look man I spent almost two years not loving my hair because I was trying to find products and I was like using a lot of things and after two years I was like all right the industry's not here yet like like trust me I I mean every beauty products you can find you don't know the time I spent in beauty salons like the beauty uh, supply stores reading ingredients lists trying to find something somewhere that was trying to be a little bit safer and I got close and guess what the only ingredient that I couldn't get away from was fragrance it's everywhere I was able what it's everywhere oh it is yeah it's everywhere it's it's and it's and I, and I understand that there's a lot of people trying to keep things proprietary, but in this day and age, you can copy anything without getting ingredients list out. Like just because like figure it oh, out, I will go. Okay. Well, how about you I tell us your favorite? <laughs> so yeah, I will go on forever. So, but that, I had to say that squirrel. before I decided, because I'm just so excited about some of the different scents and the body Variety. products that they have that are fun. And then I'm so excited about the jellies because they've got the flavoring in it. And that's another huge one. I mean, there's butterscotch. Dude, the butterscotch the is so good. It's really but good. Okay. So tell us what told. the jellies are. 
so the jellies. <laughs> so the jellies are a beautiful, like, quote unquote, dupe. If you've never heard that word before, it's a beauty industry word for like, it's like a duplicate. It's like a very similar product to um, Lancome has these like they don't call them jellies. They call them. I need to look that up. Juicy what they tubes. Called, juicy tubes. Thank you. So Dude, Lancome has these, these are like juicy tubes. I never owned one, but I always really wanted one because they were so cool. <laughs> I own way too many. <laughs> way too many and they come in these squeeze out tubes and the product is always just really yummy smelling yummy tasting and they were very seasonal and they would put out really fun colors and it was just a fun part of Lancome's offerings well well, these jellies from beauty counter are an incredibly similar dupe to Lancome juicy tubes but they've got things like raspberry butterscotch orange cream peppermint sorbet like and they're all these beautiful like different shades we've got this bright magenta and light pink and a like a white with a it's not white on your lips but it's like a white color in the tube and it comes out very like frosty with this beautiful blue shift oh my gosh we used to frost everything everything all the time (laughs) these are really nice for teens i was just gonna say it's hard to um we we joke about how our lip gloss is like fancy lip gloss like lady lip gloss and it's you know <laughs> on the pricier side and so this would be a really good one to give your kiddos um that you and it's know sweetened with stevia is safe yes which and makes it so, kind of like they're kind of yummy well that's wonderful for me because i have to be really careful about the sugar content that lucy gets my mm. six-year-old like i i'm really conscious of what kind of exposure she gets to um sweeteners of any kind so so i have a really hard time choosing between that and the mini lip gloss vault because well, I knew you're gonna say jellies i <laughs> i i really struggle between the two because i'm like well the gloss vault is beautiful because i'm really impressed with their offerings of color and variants and they're beautiful like there's like so many colors in there and the orange oil in those glosses I'm obsessed with orange peel so, oil. It smells so good. It's like, it's like if you guys have ever smelled like um, a candle that's got kind of like a woodsy orange smell to it, kind of like a Christmas tree with orange all in the same. That's what this is like because it's an orange peel instead of just being like an orange, like essential oil. It's got this really like earthy tree, like it's not outdoors. over the top either. And it's not. It's so wonderful. I'm like obsessively putting these glosses on my lips because I love smell association. And it's been a long time since I've had smell in my life that's let me have smell association oh, like candles. Gosh. I don't do candles. Like, I mean, okay. Let's, we got to go to a different question because otherwise you're going to rabbit hole yourself all beauty <laughs> counter all day. So, mini lip gloss vault. <laughs> I'm literally making her move on. I know. So um, hard. Okay. Someone asked us best product to cover hyperpigmentation that is a question for genevieve (laughs) okay i will try to keep this brief this kind of can be multifaceted because with hyperpigmentation we've got brown right we've got like a deeper tone of brown underneath it so it depends i like i'm not a huge fan of like high coverage because it's very you have to end up doing like a full face of makeup to get high 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 coverage because you need the color to seamlessly like transition on the face so if you've got hyperpigmentation i highly recommend doing um, color correction like a sheer coverage of color correction with a higher coverage concealer on top that you can feather out uh so i love hint beauty they have got a potted concealer 
that I absolutely love. It's higher coverage than anything I've seen out there in the clean industry. It's a clean product. And then um, RMS has a um, color correction palette. I believe it's RMS. I'm going to have to look this up. I'm pretty sure it's RMS. They've got a color correction palette that is the only color correction palette I've ever seen in the clean space that has like purple, green, yellow, purple, green, yellow. There's one more color. That's exciting. Yellow pink purple green yellow pink all of these things cover different color corrections and we could get into that another time but my favorite is to layer those color corrections with a high coverage concealer awesome that was a lot shorter than i thought it was gonna be (laughs) concise Concise. i can do it we can do it okay (laughs) let's jump into the question about eyebrow growth oh Okay, so this one's kind of tough because it kind of depends. And the reason why somebody asked me this, and I think it has a lot to do with my journey, I've stopped plucking my eyebrows. <laughs> Homegirl has some serious brows. I have some serious brows, and it has been the bane of my existence for most of my life until recently, <laughs> like probably in the last year. So I stopped plucking my eyebrows about a year ago because part of me was curious to know if what my eyebrow shape would turn out like and if I could grow my eyebrow hair back. And like, what is, what kind of lifestyle does that look like? And because it was a point where I was grooming probably every day, like plucking my eyebrows, some sort of hair out of my eyebrows, like every day, because I have such broad growth across my forehead, across my brow bone. And I don't have thick brows, but I have a lot of hair. So my growth is really wide, but I don't have a lot of density, which is kind of wonderful because it allows me to really change my shape a lot with a brow pencil or a brow product of some kind because I can really dictate what that looks like. So if you're looking to grow back your eyebrows and you're trying to get in on this like trend of like more natural brows, um, good on you. It's a journey. I had no idea how compulsive my plucking was of my brows until I tried to stop. <laughs> That's so funny. Like I've always viewed it as kind of a pain in the ass. And so I just, I didn't like doing it. I pluck like maybe one hair every once in a while, but I don't have quite as much going on as you do. Yeah. Mine's kind of, I could, I could have a almost unibrow situation if I'm not careful so I do pluck down the very centers but I've really let the growth grow in a little wider than I ever have before so what are, and then I stopped plucking everywhere else so what are your tips so my tips are in the very beginning like get yourself like brow products that uh and shape your brows the way you like and choose to do that more often than not because the compulsion to pluck will be so strong because when you look in the mirror you're going to be like oh my word because it will come in in patches that's how hair growth works it's very patchy as it grows in because it's very area oriented it's not even and so you'll feel like a patchy disaster for a solid nine months guys like eight to nine months you're going to feel very like what's happening to my face (laughs) so (laughs) so make sure that you're really comfortable with shaping your brows Mm -hmm. through styling with like brow pencils, brow gels, maybe even a pomade that you like. Just make sure it's really safe because those ones are the most nasty out there. (laughs) Um, Just make sure that you really like the way you're shaping with your makeup because that will save you from wanting to pluck. And also that'll help you understand like what kind of shape you're going for. And as your brows grow in, you can decide like how to shift how that looks for you because a lot of a brow has to do with like how do you look all the time. So 
if you're like, I literally cannot get my hair to grow back in this one spot, castor oil is a great option. Vitamin E is a great option. And adding a little bit of lavender essential oil, if you're not sensitive to a lavender essential oil, which is a thing. No, before so you try. No, before you try. Do not put it on your face until you know if you're sensitive to lavender oil or not. But very, very, very diluted. You can rub that with um, like a little bit on your finger onto your brows on a daily basis as part of your skincare routine. Uh, I think that's why a lot of people have noticed some interesting grow back as they've used like the beauty counter counter time cleansing, the lipid defense cleansing oil is it's got a protective oil feel to it. And it's got I forget which. I think it's vitamin E in it. Mm-hmm. There's, a certain, there's a certain ingredient in there that's very nourishing for hair growth. And some people have been like, wow, what's happening? I'm like, well, that's that's what's happening. It's, which is a really nice side effect. It, it really is. <clears throat> and so if you're looking to grow back your eyebrows, those are my tips. I, Try not to pluck. I have an additional fun little tip. The um, Beauty Counter Define Brow Pencil actually mm-hmm. has rosemary in it. And rosemary specifically leaf extract so it's not just it's not rosemary oil it's rosemary leaf extract mm. that actually encourages hair growth <laughs> um topically that makes a lot of sense because so that was my go-to product if you use the pencil it's gonna help your eyebrows grow hey saying i did not know that yeah which makes a lot of sense though because that was my go-to product while i was like trying not to pluck i actually but, talked to michael mcgeever about it the other day <laughs> oh that's so nice that's i well and i need to post like a like a progress situation of my eyebrows because then you can see that it's not linear guys it's very like takes time but let me tell you I love not plucking I love not shaping I love all those things (laughs) okay so I know this has got to be a question for you (laughs) well actually I could see this being like a question for you but (laughs) what's your favorite cookbook oh let's one two three and we're both gonna say it at the same time (laughs) okay one two three Cook once, Cook once eat, eat all, all week. week. <laughs> <laughs> so like the real real is that I don't cook from cookbooks. Um, yeah. I use cookbooks for inspiration. And honestly, the cookbooks that I just drool over and absolutely love have nothing to do with clean eating or gluten free or any of those things. I want things that are pictured beautifully, that are seasonally made, that are gorgeous photography, like all sorts of things. So I mm-hmm. love my baking, baking cookbooks. Um, if you want some good baking inspo, the Bouchon Bakery Cookbook is money. It's so beautiful. Um, Bouchon is, uh, I think it's B-O-U-C-H-O-N. It's a French bakery that is Ah. massively famous. Mm. And, um, you know, I love, I love those kinds of dreamy things, but a cookbook I actually use, cook once eat all week, because It's the only thing I've ever tried that actually is more about, let's look into this method that we meal prep. If you guys haven't checked out our episode with Cassie Joy, I highly recommend that you do. Both Jen and I have talked on the podcast ad nauseum about why it's our favorite book. So many times. Yep. So, you know, just get in there and and uh, give it a try if you guys haven't tried it. If you've been eyeing it for a while and you've been on the fence about it, get off of that dang fence, buy that book, <laughs> support the crap out of Cassie Joy. She's amazing and and do it. Okay, so next one for you. So easy breakfast ideas. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. So I'm pretty sure this question came from someone who doesn't eat eggs because we had Mm -hmm. been talking about that previously. Um, But there's, whether you're eating eggs or not, I think, man, we really overthink breakfast a lot. And 
I know it can be a difficult transition when you're moving from like a standard American diet to, um, you know, maybe more of a clean eating or grain free or whatever it is. And, you know, we're used to having foods like cereals and bagels and, and I don't even know, sometimes pop tarts and weird things like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But all you really need to do is just start treating breakfast like lunch and dinner. (laughs) Like that's my general advice to make your life easier. And so what I actually really love to do is make a breakfast salad. So Mm -hmm. I really like to do like a bed of greens. And mind you, I have moments where I'm like, I don't want to eat a cold salad right now. Like it's a cold morning. (laughs) I'm not trying to eat a cold salad right now. Mm -hmm. And so what I'll do is buy... Um, my local like natural foods market, New Seasons that we go to has pre like tiny little shredded kale. Like it's, and it's in this super packed out container, but I just buy pre-chopped kale. It cooks in like, I don't even know, 30 seconds. And I saute it uh, with a tiny, tiny bit of fat, throw the lid on um, and just season it with salt and pepper, throw the lid on and let it kind of steam for a minute. Mm, And then I will, um, you know, add whatever other leftover roasted veggies, or I'll just eat that with eggs on top or some bacon that I've pre-cooked or sausage that I've pre-cooked. If you don't do eggs, um, other revolutionary thing that I've been talking about on the Instagrams is breakfast soup, man, people get you you some breakfast soup. You guys, Soup is the easiest thing to eat for breakfast, period. And during like the winter, fall and winter months, it's so lovely, so warming and lovely. And you're starting your Mm -hmm. day off with like some nourishing, hopefully bone broth that you've made that soup with. Mm -hmm. Um, That sounds good. But even (laughs) if I have just broth in my fridge, which I always have broth in my fridge when I don't, I kind of get a little panicky, Um, (laughs) (laughs) which you can totally buy bone broth if you don't make it yourself or you can make it yourself. And I will literally just saute up or kind of warm up some uh, pre-roasted veggies and or chopped kale and add broth to it after they've kind of like gotten a little more texture after I've heated them up a little bit. Um, Add broth and I will throw in some either leftover meat. Um, I'll eat uh, two like poached eggs with that. I love breaking Mm -hmm. open like a full egg into and you can actually poach the egg in the soup. Oh, so I'm just saying like, I'm just saying that's a great idea. I know. So I I definitely have a blog post coming about breakfast soup. (laughs) I was just going to say, do you have a resource? Cause yeah, soon. It's going to be the first thing that hits the website. That's outside of the just general stuff that I'm kind of reloading on there. Fantastic. Um, and then obviously I just love eating some like leftover roasted veggies and, um, and bacon or eggs together. Um, Mm -hmm. so I still, I love breakfast meats for breakfast. Like I love sausage. I love bacon and there's all sorts of different varieties of those that you can do. Um, and then if you like to have a vessel where you're, you're used to having bread and you're trying to switch away from that. I mean, obviously if you're having bread, have bread, great, delicious, enjoy it. Um, (laughs) but some easy vessels for meat and eggs, um, and veggies are like the coconut wraps that you can get, which I'll link one in the show notes for you guys. Um, and then obviously siete tortillas, which both of those are a little bit pricier options. Um, but I like starting the day with a little bit, um, lighter food in regards to carbohydrates. So that's just kind of where I lean, uh, mm-hmm. and I feel better that way. So yeah, same. Yeah. All right. Last foodie question, but this one I'm excited to hear about cause I have some things to say too, but snack ideas for kiddos. Okay. 
I'm going to be just so real with you right now. <laughs> um, I don't know if kids should be snacking as much as they are. <laughs> so I'm going to say that. Uh, and try not to let me should you into a corner here. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we um, focus too much on um, snacking for kids and not enough focus on getting very nourishing individual meals, making sure kids are sitting down and eating, um, all of that. That being said, I love snacks as like mini versions of a meal. Like when my Mm -hmm. son has a snack, I'm not busting out all of these like different chips and crackers and uh, things. It's, It's literally like, okay, do you want some chicken and some avocado or do you want some cheese and some carrots? Like, so there's still Mm -hmm. some snacky foods, but it's all real unprocessed food for the Mm -hmm. most part. And so, I mean, I don't have, I'm not like the magical, uh, kid in the kitchen whisperer. We're going to have someone on the podcast who crushes at that here soon. One of my friends, (laughs) but I, you know, I'm one of those people who, just I'm like I'm gonna make a mini meal for a snack if you need something that's a little more on the go I think it's honestly more about the container you put it in than it is the actual food so I think there's some great like planet boxes are really great for on the go um, stasher bags are wonderful for on the go and you know any of those options are gonna allow whatever you're bringing along to be worthwhile but I think for those of us who kind of have been in this world of you know, eating real food. I, I have so many people ask me like, what do you feed your son for snacks? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like food? Like, I don't know. But well, I had the blessing of doing, you know, the whole parenting thing after going to school and nutrition. And so that's just the way that I know. Um, so we do, we still do snacks. We do nuts, love nuts. Cause they're super portable. Um, we do cheese, we do cut up veggies, things like that. And I just kind of have that stuff pre-cut and ready to go at the beginning of the week. Um, but the interesting challenge that I've experienced is actually snack for preschool. So little man started preschool this year and mm-hmm. I have to, um, as, as a kid in the class who has quote unquote food allergies, um, which is what I had to say in order to get him maybe a sad, but true. I don't know if his preschool teacher listens to the podcast, but hello, <laughs> if you do, um, <laughs> you know, he doesn't have true allergies. He does have reactions to things, but it's just easier to, to do that. And so yeah. they basically said, if the kid has any dietary restrictions to, um, you know, to bring your own snack and you're responsible for your own snack, whereas everybody else is kind of bringing and sharing for the month and everybody's kind of contributing and so we're just contributing to his snack and so I had to find shelf stable snacks for him which I was like what's happening (laughs) because I don't do shelf stable (laughs) snacks I put his snacks in a cooler bag like that's what I do Mm -hmm. so um, I had to kind of lean into that and figure that out so we're doing a little more like dried fruit than we normally do so Mm -hmm. I'll throw in like some dried blueberries or some dried mango I make sure to get it from natural grocers because all of their um, bulk stuff has no extra sweeteners in it Mm -hmm. Um, and is labeled really well. And so I love that. Uh, and then plantain chips, we like Inca chips, um, cause they're cooked in palm oil. There's also a couple of great options Mm -hmm. cooked in coconut oil, but I know, um, his cousin has a coconut allergy, so we don't, I just don't mess around with that stuff around his cousin and they have preschool together. And then, um, what else do I throw in there? Oh, I found these, um, meat sticks. So like the chomps meat sticks, and we do those for a snack too. Yeah, I was. I'm in this interesting space of like I'm coming to this space after having children. Right, it's so different. Um, 
yeah it's so different and well and watching both of my kids with their food journey and things like that like um and and I'm actually coming from this where actually my my daughter my six-year-old um her naturopath has actually prescribed her that she has to have snacks Mm -hmm. (laughs) like she needs snacks like if she doesn't have snacks oh my gosh you guys like it's like it which really is so is different i mean juggle. she has blood sugar regulation issues yeah so she needs yeah. that from you yeah and i had yeah. to conf- and I, but i had to confirm that with her because it makes sense like digestively if we're constantly putting food in our system is that taxing our system too much like you know i had to ha- i had to ask her doctor like okay we're just not it's hard you're not giving your digestive system a break if you're snacking all the time exactly. so you have and i was you like this intuitively be- feels wrong to let her snack this much and she's like she should be eating a almost meal size every one to two hours and I went oh and it was really nice to be able to have that conversation with my doctor and be able to tell that to other family members but she's also not really snacking then she's having more small meals throughout the day to regulate her blood sugar she never eats a full meal so this is my argument to support my own argument (laughs) yes (laughs) hashtag Enneagram 8 (laughs) well and and the thing is is I wanted to make sure that people heard my side it because mine's a little different but that's because I've had to suss out that journey and, and like, I love that. that out this is yeah, a question so for both diff- of us this wasn't just for me yeah like it's just I, I Cassie has just got so many good things to say but uh the things that we because we've had to do shelf stable too um because we it, it's like my kiddos need to like I literally just I can't keep track of all of the the produce that's in our house enough to make sure that we don't go without. Mm. And with all the things like convenience means everything to me because I don't get it very often. And so I probably have a lot more convenience in my house than Cassie because I'm like overwhelmed (laughs) like about food and I'm getting a little bit better about that. I think that's where cook once eat all week has been so beneficial for me is that that's one less decision fatigue and thing that I have to keep track of because well, I'm going to use all the things. And part of your your guys' journey as a family too is establishing a little more responsibility where the kids have their own responsibility over grabbing their yes. own stuff. And so convenience yes. is more needed for sure. I have a yeah. three-year-old that's different. Yeah, He's not doing any, nine, much so. of anything for himself. Well, and, and my nine-year-old's got sports. And so there's like right. these tiny windows where he can eat. And it's very go, go, go. And it's way more than I want it to be. So I've, I've had to be really smart about the kind of convenience choices that we have. So we've absolutely led in and like leaned into um, the Sweetwood fatty meat sticks. We get those at Natural Grocers as well. But I got into them because they are grass-fed beef. They are minimally processed. They're no MSGs, nitrates, nitrates, um, gluten-free, like the things that are really, really important to me. I, I trust in that. And so we actually buy those in bulk and get the discount from natural gro- grocers because you can buy a box and get a 10% discount. Yeah, they do case discounts. Another yeah, reason to love natural grocers. <laughs> I, oh my gosh, I love them so much. Like I, I kind of, I cried when they built one really close to my house. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Yes. And for some and perspective, so, I stop by that one every time I'm at Genevieve's house. Yeah, it's that close to my house, you guys. Like, I can't tell you. I was so excited. And they built it after I moved here. I was like, yes. That's yes. a win. Anyway, so things like having meat sticks have been really important to me. And um, we do keep around, like, fresh fruit and things that are a little mm-hmm. more like long, like apples that can be longer stable because sometimes all Lucy needs is seriously a freaking bite of food. And that changes her. Just hand everything. that girl an apple. Take a bite. Yes. And sometimes it is an argument to get her to like, sometimes she'll be mid cry and I'll stick something in her mouth. She'll be like, ah, and then throw it in her mouth. And it seriously, it's like the signaling that everything her body needs. I just want to be, like, be there for that moment. 
it's it my family laughs at me because she'll be like i've stopped getting upset when she gets upset i just throw food in her mouth (laughs) (laughs) i'm not upset just eat this Uh, yeah like it used to just really perplex me watching her because she just like it's literally like a flip of a switch on off both times on and off anyway it's kind of fascinating and awful all at the same time so like (laughs) meat sticks and fresh fruit have been really big for us and uh we started buying uh because i wanted to get it's really difficult to get my kids to eat things consistently so i have to really lean into like almost like cycling things in so like my kids love sugar snap peas for like a few weeks and then they'd learn like i'm over it i feel like kids especially do that with produce oh 100 percent. like everything else they're fine with for days but yeah, we'll rotate in blueberries and I cannot get my nine year old to eat fresh fruit or vegetables to choose fresh fruit or vegetables. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, my gosh. So I'm so thankful for school lunches because I kind of force it on them. I'm like, if you don't eat the sugar snap peas, you're not getting the da, 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 whatever. It's something he wants on his lunch. And I'm just like, dude, seriously, I'm only asking you to eat three sugar snap peas every day. That's it. Little man's like, going to have me super figured out. But I tell him every time I want him to eat something, I just tell him it helps make him get bigger and stronger. He's like, oh, my. OK. Yeah. My kids are way past that. They're like, yeah, whatever, mom. Uh, like, yeah, I don't believe you anymore. Yeah, I don't, I don't Whatever. I found out I grow anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so i mean i i'm a little more in the convenience realm so it's it's um to be honest like everything i can't really give you a specific recommendation it's just more a philosophy of rotation yeah like figure out what your kids like and rotate it in and out that's a that's really good advice and that's someone who's been doing the snack and the mom and snacking thing for a lot longer than me i um and you guys no judgment by the way around if your kid snacks all the time like do you um but i I do want to bring it back to digestion so the babies the kiddos like even if they're snacking they should be sitting down ideally and chewing like that's just Oh my gosh, that has been. If the we can make that happen fight. for snack time, that would be. Great. Y'all do not need to dance around the table while you chew on food. Sit your tush down, <laughs> take a deep breath. We try to do um five finger breathing. Oh they, yes, but they trace their finger and over like the palm of their hand and they trace it. I'm like, hey, I expect you to like five finger breathe all the way through your hand before you take another bite, because they will inhale it. Like so. Five finger breathing, what Jen's doing is tracing her hand, like her fingers, with her pointer finger on the opposite yes. hand. And so basically going up, up a finger. Up is inhale, down, down is exhale, or vice versa. And my kids taught me this because they learned it at school. So I'm like trying to I find ways to get them to slow down. What? I love your school. They like meditate, like do yoga and stuff. Yep, they awesome. have Mindfulness Monday. Oh my gosh, I want to do that. It's um, so cool. <laughs> If only I had the heart. It's to a be, public school too. To be a teacher, I know it's amazing. Um, okay, one last question for you before we wrap this thing up. What foundation brush do you like, woman? Oh, okay. So this is an interesting question because um, it's changed a lot over the years. <laughs> like, it, it's beauty blenders are always going to be my go-to, like always. But I as like a professional makeup brush. artist like yeah like but as a professional makeup artist i have to have multiple options available for multiple reasons i had someone allergic to latex and not tell me oh and i put a beauty blender on their face and they their face blew up like they just i i mean right before my eyes i was like are you do you have any allergies of any kind because typically somebody will sit down in my chair and i'm like tell me about your skin 
And they will and tell I, you if they have allergies. Yes. So now I bet you asked, do you have any allergies? Yes, I do. Because <laughs> that scared me so bad. I was like, <gasps> like I was watching her face swell and I was like, oh, like you could see the circles where I'd patted her face with the beauty blender. Like, <gasps> it, was, it was so bad. Uh, so you have to have like multiple things available. Also, I have, I love beauty blenders for the finish that they give, but, um, I've been really loving a like densely packed, but like rounded at the edge. So it got, has a nice blend, like densely packed, like foundation brush. So it's probably about the size. If you looked at it from top down, it's probably about the size of a silver dollar, maybe a little bit smaller. And it has a slightly beveled edge to it. And it's really tightly packed. Like Mikasa beauty has one. That's the one that I use. There's lots of them out there. They sometimes Kabuki brushes can be really great, but I don't really love the super flat nature of kabuki brushes. Yeah. Uh, I, f- I feel like the blendability is not my favorite. Um, however, if you lightly touch the face when you're using the foundation, it can be very beautiful. But that really densely packed one from Mikasa is like my favorite right now. So it kind of depends. Those really flat brushes that people use for foundation not so much like I don't love those because okay. it can be very streaky because mm. I'm like if I'm going to put it on with that type of brush I'm still going to like pat it in with my fingers or gotcha. like, put a beauty blender to it you know what I mean I have been digging the beauty counter foundation brush personally mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it's got a little bit of like a um you know oval shape to it it's got a little mm-hmm. bit of a of a bend there it's a little fluffier it's not as densely packed yeah but it's just like you said I have to take like a really it's when I'm wearing like very light foundation for that day if I'm trying Mm -hmm. to like get some good coverage I'm going to use the beauty blender instead um Mm -hmm. because I know it's going to give me good coverage but it's also going to make it look pretty darn flawless so um so I like the beauty counter one and then I actually um use a foundation brush sent like the one you're talking about that's more dense um, or a very dense curved kabuki brush for yeah. cream products. And I really like that. So yeah. I think, you know, like the question on a great foundation brush, it's kind of like it's going to move the same way that, you know, any of your cream products are going to, which if yeah. you guys follow me on Instagram, you know how obsessed I am with cream products. So <laughs> literally, <laughs> yes. Thank you, Genevieve. You may be not scared <laughs> of them. It's all I yeah. know and love now. Yeah. Um, and it's such an easy button thing because you can mm-hmm. actually blend it out with your fingers if you need mm-hmm. to. But I just prefer to not put my fingers on my face if I don't need to. So, yeah. I mean, if you've dealt with like massive breakouts, that's, it's kind of this like, I'm not touching my face. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, which I totally have. So, <laughs> all right. Well, that was fun. Thanks for all these Ooh. questions, you guys. Um, yeah. I love these. I love these um, um, kind of simple episodes where you can just fire out some, some easy, simple, helpful things for everybody. So, yes, um, so we appreciate fun. you guys. Thanks for listening this week and we will catch you next week. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com. Or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode.